Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. I am Jones Harwell, and this is Journeys with Jones Harwell. I'd like to introduce you to our guest, the young lady gracing the screen with me this afternoon, this beautiful Sunday afternoon here in the state of Maryland. The sun is shining, not quite as windy as it was, but we're going to get right to our discussion. This is Miss Gina Gora, Gory Hitchens. And Gina is passionate about one thing, using her unique voice to transform the financial lives of women. Her vision is that every woman will live a life of her design, create wealth and use her wealth to fulfill her dreams, enjoy her passions, expand her interest and leave a significant impact on her family and community. She has been a financial planner with more than 30 years of industry experience in a very male dominated industry. She has met many successful women who are confident in many aspects of their life, but not financially speaking. Her unique vision and desire to help women achieve a more purposeful life drove Gina to make an ambitious decision to leave her former firm and open GHG Financial Planning LLC, an independent firm that allows her to offer her clients more through a personalized one-on-one -on -one approach. In 2008, she opened the, the doors to GS GHG Financial Planning. It is a full-service advisory firm offering insurance, investments, financial planning, product and services. Her firm is affiliated with Woodbury Financial, a subsidiary of the advisor group. She is also involved with Women Forward, an initiative sponsored by the advisor group that provides thought leadership and support towards the advancement of women in financial services industry. She is an independent, but she is not alone. To further fuel her vision, Gina has also created Smart Women, Finish Strong, a financial and empowerment community for women by women, a community of success-oriented women with the shared vision to use their unique voice to empower, encourage, and inspire other women towards success. The motto is start strong, stay strong, finish strong. Welcome, Gina. Welcome, welcome. Thank you, Jones Harwell, and thank you for having me. And it is a bright, sunny afternoon, and I am in Mobile, Alabama. So <laughs> the wonders <laughs> of uh, our new uh, reality. Yes, it is. Eliminated geography. <laughs> and, and, uh, yes, it is. As an IT professional with more than 30 years, I programmed large phone systems. It is now uh, technology can be great. <laughs> and when it wants to break, it can break. Oh, yes. But we're having oh, a yes. good day. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So thank what you drove you, yeah, what drove you to choose finance as a career option for you? Well, it's interesting that um, when I first graduated from college, I 
my education, my degree was in education. So I taught school and I jokingly say for nine months. <laughs> and, <laughs> I, mean, I seriously did. And at the time I was young and single and it was like, I need, that wasn't for me. I always say I was not the type of teacher I would have wanted my children to have. So I went into the insurance business. So of course, at the time, my mother and grandmother thought I was totally crazy, leaving my good teaching job to sell life insurance. Mm -hmm. And I have been at it ever since. And I've always had a passion for working with women. And that has just drove me throughout my 30 plus years in this very male dominated industry. And uh, some days I would think, what am I doing? And other days it's like, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm called to do. So that's how I ended in the insurance business. And as time progressed, I just got more involved in the investment side of things. And pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. So that, that's part of my calling and my purpose and my passion. Wonderful. And a lot of people were saying to me uh, late in my 40s when I uh, went back to school and got my undergraduate degree and graduate degree, specifically my graduate degree, they were like, why are you trying to go to the classroom? <laughs> and my question, my and, and my question right back to them was, why not? Who's going mm -hmm. to do it at this point? Who is going to do it and who is going to take the time to be there to help our children grow and learn? And uh, literacy is a big platform of mine. Um, I was introduced to it at a very early age, young age, loved to read. And I believe that is the factor. If, if you can't read, it doesn't matter what you do in life. You cannot read, you cannot comprehend, you're gonna have some problems. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, but we're here today, we're going to talk about literacy. Want to shout out to a couple of our team members from the Signature Entrepreneurs and Masterminds, R. Wesley Webb and Dr. Larry White. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. So do you think being a woman um, in a dominated male field particularly helps you because maybe women will open up to you more about some of the things that they aren't doing or or should be doing with their finances more so than they would tell a male? I find that in many instances that is true and because they can relate to myself as a woman. We as women, we have many um, shared commonalities mm -hmm. in terms of our financial future and things that we will face throughout life. And they're just more comfortable talking to another woman. And it was sort of funny. And now the industry is really gearing itself to women because all the statistics show, as you touched on the glass ceiling, 50% mm -hmm. of the wealth in America is controlled by women. And 40% of American households are female breadwinners. So now the industry is gearing itself towards being more female friendly but at one time it wasn't always the case because sometimes you sit down and if it's a husband and a wife together, the male financial advisor would often talk to the husband. But in many instances, it's the woman who is uh, making some decisions as well. So you just really have to sit down and be mindful and bring both of the husband and the wife into the conversation. 
So I find that women are more receptive to talking to me. At one time I had a marketing piece that says, you speak the language of a confident woman. Does mm. your financial advisor read you loud and clear? That's and that good. resonated with a lot of my female clients because most of them were very smart and confident women. That that sounds like a good game plan there as well. As well. So, um, and that was the one of the things that we talked about a little bit earlier before we came on about the glass ceiling and where we are now. Um, do you feel, well, one of the things that I think we talked about during Black History Month, and I'm not sure whether it was on our show that we were actually talking about it, and it probably was, where we have gotten away from teaching our kids about entrepreneurship. Um, you know, a lot of us grew up that had, um, I know in my family legacy, there were, uh, my grandfather worked construction. Um, my uh, other grandfather, you know, became one of the first postmasters, but he went, you know, to the mail, to the military. There were seamstress in the family. There were uh, housekeepers in the family, but a lot of us didn't have that entrepreneurship to say, you know, start your own side business. You know, you have a passion that you enjoy, go out and learn how to do this. So you know how to make your money or if a setback, then you always have something else in your pocket. One of the things that my dad always said, he was never good with money, but he always had one piece of advice that he always gave us was to be a Jack of more than one trade. Absolutely. I know how to do more than one thing because if the bottom fell out of what you really were doing, you could pivot or you could turn around and be able to still sustain yourself, still have something else that holds your interest. So what advice would you give uh, uh, women uh, today, uh, particularly young black women that are coming maybe out of college? They're not sure what uh, may or may not be sure what uh career path they're going to take, whether they're going to be an entrepreneur themselves or they're going to go work for somebody else. What uh, information or advice would you give? Because a lot of people, and I was true of me as a young girl as well, you know, oh, I got time, you know, for finances. <laughs> Why do I need to be bothered at finances at 22 years old, you know, 21 years old? I think that is the advice that I would give and the same advice I give my children is to start early, pl plan early, do invest early, often, and continue to make it a habit. Because so many times, as you say, well, you're young, it's like, I have time. Mm -hmm. And then if um, the woman thinks, well, I might get married, might not get married. And then if you do get married, then you say, well, I have time, I don't have children. Or when the children come along, it's always a win then. When the children come along, your time and your money is spent on the children. I want to start a college fund. I want to do um, a savings and investment plan. And next thing you know, your kid's in the 10th grade and you don't have anything set aside. Or you are 50 years old, 55 years old, and you're ready to connect with purpose and you're stuck. And a lot of my clients actually have done quite well in the business and the career path. Mm -hmm. But again, as they get older, and that's probably at that range where all of a sudden you really want to connect with purpose. If you've been in the corporate world 
and you're going, you're trading time for money. And when you're younger, you have to. So, but if you make a plan to strategize, plan and save and invest, you can have choices. And my whole business model is built on helping people define life and legacy by choice, whatever that means to you. But in terms of entrepreneurism, I do think everyone needs to have an entrepreneurial spirit and that spirit can be connected to your purpose. But oftentimes when people think about entrepreneurism, they think of the pretty sexy side of it, but entrepreneurialism isn't for the faint at heart. It's not mm -hmm. for the faint at heart. So my major advice would be, if you have a job, whatever that job would be, don't quit your day job too soon. Don't quit your day job too soon. You can use that job or that career to fund part of your purpose and your passion and just never lose sight of that because in many instances, we don't have time to fulfill what we're wanting to do. And this quarantine is a perfect example. It was a study that said one in five women was considering leaving the workforce because of caregiving responsibilities for themselves, their children, or their parents. So that is a real reality, which is also a common threat that's common to women. Another one is even though we have so much control of wealth and household income, it's another study by the retirement resource that says 62% of women do not have a backup plan for retirement if forced into retirement early. And that's concerning because again, we don't always have time to complete our plan. We might say, you wake up and say, okay, I'm 55 years old. I want to retire in 10 years. So at this point you get extremely focused. You're laser focused on setting your strategy. You're doing good. You're rocking and rolling. Then all of a sudden the quarantine hits and your company, your title is eliminated. And there's something about that age, the company, if the corporate war, you come in, and they're like, wow, you're still here, Jones? It's like, okay, March 30th is your last day. You didn't plan to be gone. Right. But you just have to plan for the realities of life. So it's like plan, set aside to plan today and save. So start early and start often and continue with the plan. And never lose sight of your purpose and um, your passions. And that can very well fuel your um entrepreneurial spirit okay. choices. that's good advice and now i'm hearing an echo on my end so i hope mm -hmm. it's gone away i think so but one of the things i think that uh women in, i guess in particular or maybe even people in particular get so hesitant for well maybe women get so hesitant for is because when they do get to that cycle okay now you've got married and now you've gotten kids and kids cost money and and you 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 steadily on that cycle or that roller coaster of you know you think you have a mindset of how much you need to save you know um, but actually I think uh, some of the companies out there now particularly if you're you're buying stocks I know a lot of them have now come up with new platforms or easier platforms that allow you to invest just maybe five dollars ten dollars. Um, and every little bit helps if you know just to take that and leave it there and let it, you know, let it grow or let it materialize. Is that is that the case? Is that true? That is true. And that just reminds me of a client that I spoke with yesterday. It was one of these days and her son had called me mm 
and he said that he wanted to have talk, you know, he's ready to get serious about financial planning. And so he was 24 single guy. And he said he had the Robin hood account and he had the acorn and he was doing all of these different things to accumulate money, which I applauded him for because of his age, but he was really looking to do like $25 a week and he was buying stock. So with me as a financial planner, that isn't an area that I could really work in that small of a level, but I did give him some advice mm -hmm. in terms of how to continue to let that grow and accumulate. Mm -hmm. And also with the Roth IRA. So I think the biggest, another advice that I would just give is to talk with a financial planner. Oftentimes we think we need to have uh, thousands of dollars. And even if it can't be a benefit to them, you can still walk away with some sound financial planning and investment nuggets to set aside. And again, that is why I really like working with women because mm -hmm. most of the women that are my clients, they're actually married. And I like working with women because an empowered woman will empower her family. She will empower her husband. She will empower her children and her community and leave a legacy. So they look at that. So there, he's looking at his mother with a, savings and investment portfolio and he's calling me and so I, I do like that approach but that is easier to start with that small amount but some people think that i think that's and i think that's still a nice approach for like emergency money just to, just to build a portfolio but if you're at a point where you're really looking to do a long-term planning mm -hmm. financial planning you really need to sit down and talk with a financial professional just to put the pieces together. And again, the earlier you start, the less you have to set aside for it. And then once the family and everything and all the financial obligations come your way, the saving and investing is already a part of your mindset. And it's already a part of the household budget. So after a while, you don't even think about it. It's like pay a bill. If it comes out of your checking account each month on the 15th, it's like, see a bill, pay a bill which right. also is why so much money is saved through retirement plans because it's easy or if you find that you um actually yeah it's me doing the echo today okay interesting technology <laughs> gotta love it i know i know i'm trying to figure out what all is streaming in my house because i don't have anything turned on and i make sure i turn everything off okay but it seems to have gone away now at this point so maybe it was how i had the monitor position but I think uh, one of the things that, um, you know, as a community, we didn't do uh, in younger years is we have this thing that there are certain things in the household we don't talk about. And finances was one of those things <laughs> growing up. You mm -hmm. just didn't. You just didn't. Now, you know, my dad would never talk about it. My mother, however, she was like, this is how much money we got. <laughs> this is how much money we going to use. Empower woman. This is, don't, don't look for anything outside that box. <laughs> you know, whatever we mm -hmm. got to do, we had to do within the box. And I think that helped to a degree. But another thing as well that the conversation is, is to probably bring economics or something where kids, before they're coming out of high school, have a sense of how money really works in the real world. Okay. Mm -hmm. You get out there, you get a job, there's social security tax, there's, you know, unemployment tax, there's yeah. federal tax, 
there's state tax. Depending upon what state you live in, there might be a county tax or personal yeah. tax. You know, and then here's what your health insurance premiums are. So they kind of get a sense then of how they would know what they need to do to budget, what they need to do to plan, and why either college or a technical school is so important these days for them to be able to have, you know, one, money to, to, to survive on, and then mm-hmm. two, that, that, that nest egg that they need if the, if the bottom should fall out like, you know, COVID has done here for so many people this last year mm-hmm. in a few months. I find that that is true. And that is actually part of the reason that propelled me to launch my own financial planning business, because I am an educator at heart. So I taught school for nine months. So mm-hmm. I say I'm still teaching. I just have a different classroom. So now it's the financial literacy and the financial well-being. So I do a lot of worksite and community based financial education because we really do have to get our children involved and engaged and learn about finances and investing. And I could remember takes me back to when my son was was younger and he wanted school clothes. He's probably maybe seventh grade middle school. So, of course, at that time, we were spending the money. He wanted all the designer this and the designer that. And then the next year, it's like, wait a minute, give this kid money. I forgot what it was, maybe $150. I don't know. We, we were suburbia, maybe $200. So at this point, it was up to him to buy his school clothes. So he had the money in his pocket, money in his wallet. All of a sudden, those Jordans didn't look as appealing. <laughs> they didn't look as appealing. So anyway, he would end up buying, you know, getting a little buggy of stuff that was more into his budget. So at this point, he had exactly what he wanted. And then it was always a little running joke. Every time we were going to the store after that, he would put stuff, have stuff picked up. Oh, I like this. I like this. And then he'll say, who's buying? Me or you? Or say you? Then all of a sudden, you know, that little buggy, you know, stuff is coming out. All of a sudden, it's not that attractive. So right. we have to teach our children about money, but then they all also have to have some money to be able to make choices with. We yeah. have to either, I won't say give them money, but even if they're, if they earn money for, or get money for whatever allowance or whatever that is, they have to have enough that they can have the consequences. But if they blow it all, that you are, you know, you're not ready to go postal on them. <laughs> Right, but right, you just right, really right. have to teach your children about money. And by the time he got older, he did have a real appreciation for money. So now I'm I'm just very pleased with that. So saving and investing. So instead of buying Nike gym shoes, how about buy Nike stock? Mm-hmm. One thing that we did with my son early, uh, here we go with the echo again, was that we um, he had his feet grew before his body grew. <laughs> so by the third grade, he was wearing men's shoes. Okay. And he did something, and my husband said, you know, he earned the pair of shoes. And so took him to the store. And, you know, when the gentleman said, Well, I'm sorry, sir, you know, he has to go to the men's section. You know, my husband rethought that pair of shoes. <laughs> and my son was upset. He was upset. But how my husband explained it to him was, you can either walk out of the store and have no shoes or you can do a little research mm-hmm. and come away with two pair of shoes for what I was going to pay 
for one pair of shoes. Oh yes. Because you're not a you know, I can't afford this for your foot size. You're wearing a men's shoe now. So he kind of learned a little bit that age early about, you know, um, he's not into, you know, materialistic clothing, which is amazing. Uh, but he does. He'll go online and he'll Google, you know, the shoes that he's going to get. What now what he will spend his money on is baseball equipment. But <laughs> even he's gotten savvy about that to know, you know, to go find the best deal for a glove that he needs. You know, so instead of paying four hundred dollars for a glove, you know, he can find, you know, a quality good glove maybe for two two hundred twenty five dollars with a coupon you know, that brings it down to 225. So it's, it's, it's that lesson he's learned, but it was still like, now you got to make your own money. Cause mom and dad are not going to give you any more money now. Right, right, right. A little bit of knowledge for you to learn how to go either get a job. You know, you had, he has a hobby that he could make more at his hobby than going and working at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he can do uh, 45 minutes at his hobby and that's a week at McDonald's, mm-hmm. you know, Absolutely. so, you know, we've taught him the difference, you know, learn how to use your gift because that gift can still get you extra money. You know, if you need it for something, you're saving up for something, you know, uh, an extra class or something comes up, you're getting ready to go to college. That That's extra money in your pocket, you know, Absolutely. that you can have, you know, mm-hmm. And with that, that all started with the conversation that you and your husband had with your son. And Mm -hmm. that's what we have to do. We have to start the conversation. We Mm -hmm. have to start the conversation. Because kids think money grow on trees. (laughs) (laughs) It just reminds me when I was a kid, my parents used to always say that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, So talk a little bit about your Smart Women program. Okay, that was a vision of mine uh, my entire career, pretty much since 2003. Because, as I said, I've often will come across women who were financially successful. They enjoyed career se- success. They were gainfully employed. And life was good. And they would never slow down long enough to do any planning because, quite frankly, Jones' life is good. Okay, but then when the realities of life hit, they weren't realized they weren't quite as good as they thought they were. So that environment, I just wanted to create an environment where we can come together and utilize our collective voices to encourage and empower and inspire each other. And then over the time, it wasn't it's grown into not just from a money standpoint, but it's that smart women finish strong. It's a financial and an empowerment forum for women because it's a lot of my clients and the community are at a point where they're looking to um, transition to success. Their kids are grown and gone or they're very near out the house. Oftentimes they spent time caring for aging parents. Their parents are no longer with us. And um, so they're wanting to connect with purpose. So it's a holistic community where we can tap into creating the start, I'm sorry, the strong finish from a holistic standpoint. And that's been a vision of mine, like I said, since 2003, but I've never slowed down long enough to really bring the vision to life. And I will call that my gift of the quarantine 
is that in that stillness, my vision was birthed and I'm just very excited about it. So with that, again, like I said, it's start strong, stay strong, finish strong. And that strong finish is when you're to the point in life where you're living with purpose and passion and you are encouraging and having that legacy and bringing another sister along with you. And then again, that's back to the four circle start and that this other young sister is encouraging herself and empowering her family and her community. And that is what we really have to do is get back to being um, community tribal minded and not just worry about what's going on in our four walls of our house, but have a mindset of being a, a, a blessing and being a voice of encouragement to others. Because as I said too much is given, much is required. So we really have to um, be our sister's keepers. So that so is what do, our woman is. Do you do like quarterly or monthly uh, seminars? How does that, if, if one was interested in, in learning more information about that? Okay, well, every second and fourth Friday at 1130, I do a Facebook Live. I'm not gonna do it this Friday because I just have an all day training, but it's every second and fourth Friday. And then, as I said, it's not always just about money, but I have such a big um, emphasis and questions on the money that starting in April, I'm going to start a monthly money master's class. And I'm looking at a, a Monday, money, money, Monday, money, money masters. <laughs> and it would be Monday evening. <laughs> so that's a tongue twister. Tongue twister. <laughs> yes, that's, yes, that's um, going to be on a Monday evening. So I'm just excited about that. But I do have a um, Facebook Live. I'm on all um, the social media sites on Facebook Live. I'm sorry, on Facebook, I can be found under Smart Women Finish Strong. And then my financial planning business, I'm on Facebook as GHG Financial Planning on Facebook. And then also just in this quarantine world, I've um, working with uh, a marketing person. So I have a bit.ly link. I'll have to get that in there, but it's smart to join my community it's smart women lead let me see what that link is but yes that can sign up to get my newsletters and stay current with um what's going on in the smart women world yes so it's just helping you just to create a strategy to um have life according to your terms and i just can i do you mind if i share a story with you for a moment yes go ahead okay well i had this one client which i'm most proud of I had I do a lot of speaking, so I did a presentation, and she connected with me because she had uh, worked gainfully employed, at a very comfortable six-figure salary. She took time off to take care of her aging parents. Both her parents are deceased, and so she was living off what she had earned from the sale of her home and everything. So she was living quite comfortable. I guess she was, had a comfortable life, and it's to the point now where she was thinking she needs to go back and get a job because she is too young for social security. So she's ready to get a job. So after we sat down and looked at her 401k and all of her assets that she had, it's like, well, you can get a job if you want to, but you actually have enough resources here that we can create a strategy that you can continue to maintain your livelihood and your lifestyle based on what you currently have. So we created a strategy to get her to 59 and a half where if she wanted to take money out without the penalty, she could do that. Then we're creating a separate strategy to get her to age 62 if she decides that she wants to take an early retirement. 
So again, a lot of times what we think we need, we don't really need. Of course, if she wants a job, she can get a job. But to be quite honest, I don't really think she was trying to get a job. <laughs> she was just trying to <laughs> say, yeah, truth be told, I don't think she was trying to get a job. I always say with my clients, I tell stories, but I don't give names. And the stories that I give are, are usually some, some good stories, nuggets mm -hmm. that will be had. But again, that all, like I said with your son, it all starts with the conversation and yes. sitting down and creating a plan. Because a lot of times everything we need is right here in our hands. We just have to know how to position it and uh, make the best of it and create a strategy for it. So that is what I do, the value that I bring for my financial planning business. And the conversations are started through my uh, Smart Women Finish Strong community. I sort of have to keep the two separate just because of compliance issues. But again, you have to be creative and figure out how you can get the message out and still be compliant friendly. So some of the things you might see on my might be a little different different women. It all has to say it's just to get women and okay. Yeah, I'm playing around with the mic things here to see if I can not get the echo. So I don't okay. know the where I'm sitting this today or what's going on my on my end, but I'm always want to make sure I do a quality show, but I do love the, this, the story because a lot of times we don't, we think, you know, just we do simple planning and have no idea that we do have all the resources on hand that we need to, mm -hmm. to live comfortably, to live. Yes. Comfortably. So give me the last link again. I think I have the, you know, under Facebook, I have smart women finish strong and then your yes. GA. G financial and then your last one was my link is the smart the bitly bit dot uh -huh. ly bitly and that's smart women plan smart women and that's all one word yes smart women okay. plan women plan and then wow. I have one last one and I'm looking to pull that up and that okay. is let's see I'm looking at on my Facebook page now. It is Smart Women Lead. Okay. Yes. And is that so also on Facebook or? Yes, it is. Okay. So I would love for you to join my community and that way you can stay up to date with what's going on in the smart woman world and get information for the second and fourth Friday, as well as when I start my Money Monday Masterclass. <laughs> yes. All and right. I'm looking at April for that, yes. Putting that right in the comments, Monday Masterclass, Money Masterclass. Yes. yes. My fingers can type. I always have a funny <laughs> story. Uh, I invested in a nice uh, Mac finally because I'd been Dell and I said I needed to have two types of, of different, um, you know, computers in the house being a writer and mm -hmm. had bought the Mac and has, you know, the nice little wireless keyboard. I don't think I even had it in the house a week. And I was on a Zoom call and had a glass of soda Ooh. sitting right on my little table and I'm very animated. I'm talking with my hands all the time <laughs> and flip. I see where this story's going. <laughs> right in my keyboard. So now when I'm on my keyboard, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, Oh no. 
Monday Money Masterclass. Yes. All right. So we had uh, Dr. White that said, great show, sisters. Thank you so much again to him and Wesley Webb for joining the show. It will be on replay later, but I appreciate you so much taking the time out of your Sunday afternoon for us to talk about, you know, uh, money and, and women and empowerment. And I know that uh, our Signature Entrepreneurs and Masterminds group is having a meet and greet. I believe it is next weekend in Atlanta. Is that? And I understand that you're going to uh, be there. Wish I could be. I will not be at that one, but cannot wait to meet you in person. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So we will definitely be getting to that. Uh, Any other tidbits or advice you would like to leave us before we close out our show? I would just say to take control of our finances. We like to control many aspects of life and many things we can't, but how we choose to spend our money is something that we have total control over. So I say take control of our finances, create a plan, and again, start strong, stay strong, and finish strong, and teach our children and our children's children the value of money. Thank you so much. And I'm going to put out a plug here for our group. It is the Deposit Your Dreams into Success Meet and Greet next weekend, which is, I believe, March 12th. Is that the 12th and 13th in Atlanta? And if you are interested, if you are in that area for our listening audience, you are listening and would like to participate and come out and meet some of the signature entrepreneurs and masterminds, check out our Facebook page, Signature Entrepreneurs and Masterminds, our national chair, Dr. Larry White Sr. You can also check out his page for any information that you have, may have, or would like to know about the group. So thank you so much, Gina, for taking the time to come and share a little bit of your story, your journey with us here on Journeys with Jones Harwell. Our next show is Monday, March 15th with our sister, Courtney Lee Smith will be joining us on the air. And that should be a dynamic conversation with her as well. She is one of the best speakers I think I have run across in a long time. She and Leah can bring it right (laughs) home. Yes, indeed. Okay, yes. Yes, indeed. Can bring it right home, right home. I appreciate it. I've got your information. I've put your websites up. I will be joining because I cannot wait to learn from your masterclass on money on Mondays when you get it started next month in April. And Mm -hmm. every second and fourth Friday, Yes, at 1130 Central, Facebook Live. Yes. Facebook Live. All righty, everyone. Thank you again so much for joining us this evening. Gina, thank you. Appreciate you. And thank you you for having me. Thank you for having me. Enjoy it. Thank you. All right, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your evening. I will see you next week again on Journeys with Jones Harwell. Bye.